Welcome to Project Comedy, a podcast by and for military veterans doing stand-up comedy, turning military banter into quality stand-up comedy acts. We might be veterans, but our comedy aims to get everybody laughing. The most common mistake made by new comedians is they think that their material is the most important thing, and nothing could be further from the truth. If the audience hates you, they don't want to laugh. You have to find a way to connect to an audience, each and every room you try and entertain. There are many techniques to do this, but one we like playing with ourselves is being self-deprecating. That's just a posh way of saying taking the piss out of yourself. We'll discuss why having some good self-deprecating stuff in your arsenal could be useful, talk about comedians that are good at it, and play with some of the things we use to rip the Michael out of ourselves. I'm Jay, the old shit Saunders, and I'm joined by my fellow Project Comedy ambassadors, Gabriel, bald Irishman, Murphy, and Jamie, Uberner Johnson. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you? Living the dream as always. Come on, then. Let's start with the obvious thing, then. Why is self-deprecating humour a good way to connect with an audience? Because if everybody else is taking the piss out of you, you can just join in. <laughs> I don't know. It's the, I think it's genuinely the way in. Honestly, if like if you can you can take the anti energy out of the room, of like, oh Jesus Christ, he's gonna take the piss out of me. You yeah, know, he's gonna take the piss out of himself. Grand, I'm fucking in. Something that keeps a heckler at bay. It's it's a nice technique for keeping a heckler at bay if you're already yeah. ripping the piss out of yourself. Um, I think it might even, and this is me being a nerd about it. Maybe it's deeper than that. That's um, especially if you're unknown to them, they want to be the most important person in the room. So if you're suddenly cleverer than them or you're taking the mickey out of who they are, you're turning them away from them, uh, turning them away from you and what you're doing. But if you're being self-deprecating, they're going, oh, he's just going to spend his time being the, the least important person in the room, the failure in the room. That makes me feel like I'm walking away as though I'm the hero in the room. And that brings them on side. Without meaning to be that guy, how many times do you start the thing with without meaning to be the nerd in the room when there's two fucking nerds in the room? <laughs> That's I would like to be the non-nerd in the room. <laughs> Mate, my level of game knowledge and anime knowledge is going to be out your fucking park, right? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, I'm nervous. I mean, this is self-deprecating again. I think I'm a bigger nerd than Jamie, but Jamie used to do live-action role-play, and that's uber-nerd. But with my knowledge of computers and science fiction and social media, I think I'm a worse nerd than Jamie. No, you see, because I, uh, I think with things like with Star Wars, I'd smash you to the fucking ground. Oh, um, mate, that will be a competition we will have later. Oh, it's going to be, it's going Find to be on, yourself a Star Wars question. On. Find yourself a Star Wars question. I mean, Trek is my thing, but I'm also very good at Star Wars. Well, then you can fuck right off then, because Trek's your fucking thing, right? <laughs> we're, talking, we're, talking, we're talking genuine opera and Star Wars, so fuck right off. Spock you. Yeah, Spock <laughs> off. Spock off, mate. Are there any other reasons why being self-deprecating on the stage can help you connect to an audience? I think it's one of the things if, like, if you can see the, your own flaws in yourself. I mean, because 
I can see my own flaws in myself. I'm fucking bald and ugly as fuck. So, you know, if I if I can see them, notice then... how nobody corrected you. Yeah, no, I know. I was expecting. I was expecting a little bit of a giggle there, boys. Thanks for backing me up. Cheers, cheers. Thanks very much. I'm just gonna fucking hang myself now. Okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I I think if, if... wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in my wardrobe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think if I think if you can see your your own flaws, I think I think it makes a, a level level playing field in the fact that everyone else feels comfortable in the ideas that any flaws that they have are completely fine as opposed to justified to be having a gag at. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose it's a way to keep yourself, I hate to say it, fresh in the current market. If you look at everything that's on the TV, we were having this conversation a couple of minutes ago, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. Um, the TV market for comedy is all based around current affairs or situation comedy. That's it. That's the only two markets at the moment. If you're ripping the piss out of yourself, you're not talking about current affairs. You're not talking about setting up a situation comedy or anything like that. You're actually bringing something new. You're talking about your life and you're actually being more real does that make sense you know it, we're not the jack white balls out there or the lee max or what have you that are or the um jimmy cars that have massive rich lifestyles and things like that we're open mic comedians taking the piss out of real life see i i, I challenge that because i actually have a really rich lifestyle i just haven't got funds to do it <laughs> <laughs> Because, because I'm poor and stupid. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the new one. Maybe there's a new thing I should do. It's sort of like, so if you can self-identify as a female or a yeah. male. Or, yeah. Just, walk, just walk into TSB and just go, hey, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go into Lloyd's and go, I identify as Elon Musk. I want my 32 billion now. What are you doing? Why are you oppressing my rights to identify as a billionaire? Yeah, why can't you fucking uh, like accept that I am a rich fucking knobhead as opposed to, as opposed to just being a general knobhead? <laughs> Who on the circuit do you think is uses self-deprecation the most or most effectively? Because I've got a couple, oh. as always, I've got a couple of ideas. That's interesting. I mean, the first one that comes to mind, first one that comes to mind for me is Rod Gilbert. Because he oh, yeah, loves, yeah. because yeah. he's always I'm this angry man, this irrational. Yeah, uh, and he he works off the idea that he knows that he's the knobhead in the room, but yeah. he can't help but be the knobhead in the room, which is very much like my my line of work. <laughs> <laughs> and then his and then his great mate, um, his best mate, is the other one I can think of, and that's Greg Davis. You know, being massively overweight, stupidly tall, socially inept, no good with the women. And nearly every one of his shows is just, hello, my name's Greg Davis. I'm going to spend the next two hours ripping the piss out of myself. <laughs> Can you think of any others that are good at it? I mean, some some do it not as much to the same extreme. Can you think of anybody else that's good at ripping the piss out of themselves? I mean, uh, Jimmy Carr is always ripping the piss out of his own lashes and because... It's a stupid as fuck laugh. And I, I constantly wonder whether he puts that laugh on to just be stupid as fuck. But 
And it's also um, how he plays with the plastic jock thing. Sorry, the plastic jock, plastic Mick. Um, the fact that he is... Right. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was I'm not going to wear it. Typical fucking English fucking response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be Celtic. It could be fucking any one of them. Uh, whatever. We'll just pick it. Italy. It's all the same. You only potatoes. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but the way he plays with his Irish heritage is really good fun as well. You know, and the fact you know, and he and he takes it to the next stage. You went. And and uh, you could sound like this if you educated yourselves. This is what a proper voice sounds like, <laughs> taking it to the next level. Any other comedians you can think of? Um, I, can, I can think of probably a, a couple of musicians that are deprecating. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. Elvis when he died was very self-deprecating. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was called self-defecating. Oh, self defecating. <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> so what topics do you like to rip rip the piss out of yourself for what are the, your go-tos for me it's uh, my OCD mm -hmm. I think a lot of oh, people can relate I can't wait to turn one fork around in your fucking drawer <laughs> as displayed by my mug tree in the background yeah um... oh, I want to turn a mug around <laughs> You may have guessed we were. Is it weird that your OCD is triggering my OCD to fuck your OCD up? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you may have realized, listeners, that uh, we record this via Zoom so we can see what's behind other people. Um, I'm just looking behind Jamie going, mate, if you've got OCD, can you sort your fucking cable management out for that fucking TV? Because that just looks gay the way the cable's coming down at an angle. That's not good for me. <laughs> I love how it just dangles down. Like, oh. Um, it, that, that's the story of my life, mate. Everything just okay. dangles down, and that's all I've got in my life now. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you try and cover it up with your head as well. <laughs> like, oh, it's not fucking weird. <laughs> it's just me covering up, covering up the only thing I have no control of. <laughs> Now, as I said, I, I've got to I've got to talk about my PTSD because I walk out with the assistance dog. So I've got to explain why he's there. You can't ignore it. But it is cathartic to do it because being the most mental man in the room, I can end up playing with it, especially if I get a heckler. Hey, I, ch I challenge that. Right? <laughs> we were in the same room. <laughs> right? You but just I'm, look like I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on the PTSD thing. Like, you know, um, I think for for people who suffer from any ism or any sort of thing that you know that 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 they have to deal with in their life, I think I think you if you if you can joke about it and make and, it. and as well at the same time educate people on it, I think yeah I think that's the best thing going going on. I mean. Which is probably really weird because it sounds like a really positive thing I've said, and I'm, I'm not obviously known for being a really positive <laughs> person. But <laughs> I think uh, I think if you know if you if you can if you can address whatever issue you have, I think that's the best way of going forward with stuff. 
And, and I also like playing with, let's be honest about it, in Project Comedy, I think I'm the oldest person in Project Comedy. Um, not necessarily on... Again. Well, I am. And, it's, and, and when this podcast goes live, it will be my birthday. So I expect somebody to tweet the Project Comedy you know, Twitter channel saying, happy birthday, Jay, please, you little welcome, bastard. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> um, but it's it's fun thing to do because most of the rooms I go into, the, the audience is younger than me. So pointing out how old I am and how decrepit I am and how I'm shit at dating. And you know, here I am in my 50s trying to use Tinder and Bumble and what have you. That it is genuinely funny. I, I'm in my mid fifties and trying to date. That is comedy in itself. See, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, <laughs> I'd weirdly, I was just going to say I'd love to be single. I remember being single as well and just like going in and just it irritating the balls out of me as well as like, oh, women are. Women were wanting this like multi-million pound earning bachelor with a massive, massive dong. Who's <laughs> who's well into Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> you know, with all the stamina in the world, and it's just like, mate, I can do two out of three. I'm <laughs> <laughs> earning next to fuck all, so cop the fuck on. How many shades of grey do you like, Gabe? Yeah. One. Great. One. And I'm, uh, as, about as many shades as I've got in my bloody hair these days. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's really pissing me off as well when people turn around and say, oh, oh it's shades of grey. No, it's grey. It's not shades. It's grey. Done. Oh, I could be such a nerd about that. I could be such a nerd about that, but I'm going to shut up. because I'll, I'll go into the realms and watch pink and watch red and watch white. <laughs> that pissing me off as well pink's a colour it's not a fucking colour it's a shade <laughs> well that's a fucking valid point I'm happy with that 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 fits in my nerd brain yeah fully honestly and I you know you go and then it's red and white get fog <laughs> how about and you James and if, and if that doesn't make women feel inferior then you know what does <laughs> what about you jamie is there anything else you like taking the piss out yourself for social anxiety sometimes that gets me yeah yeah and it's a good subject to talk about as well isn't it because people you know what you probably encountered this yourself when you do stand up everybody's there going oh i'm too scared to do that it's like, well, actually it's nowhere near as frightening as i thought it was going to be the first couple of gigs were let's be honest the first couple of gigs were terrifying once you've done a couple, actually, I'm more comfortable on the stage than I am in my own living room, if you like. Yeah, I think I think that because then that becomes your sort of environment, doesn't it? It's, it's an environment of your own creation. Then, so I think it's that oddity. Of, you can nearly predict what's going to happen in a stand-up gig. Yeah, you, know, you pretty much know what's going to happen. You're going to meet the booker. You're going to find your slot. You're going to watch a couple of other acts. You've worked out where the loos are. You've worked out where the beer is. You get up, you do your set, which you know. They're going to laugh at the times you think they're going to laugh, or they don't. You know, you just go through it, and you know how the end, evening ends. That's easier for me to do than walk into a pub and try and strike up a conversation with a bunch of strangers. 
that's more terrifying to me that you know as a single bloke with a bloody mad dog to walk into a pub and try and talk to people it's easier to talk to them from the stage oh you see because like every single time i go into a pub i know i'm the fucking mentalist and it's just like I we uh we went to the Trafford Centre today and bless him as well. Like there was there was a fellow who was a cleaner who's obviously got like uh, an an issue. Issues, yeah. The only person he spoke to, weirdly, was me. <laughs> I wonder why. Because I look like I have fucking Down syndrome. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I am adamant, adamant in the fact that he thought he was just going in, just going like, oh, shit, he's one of us. I'll go over and have a word with him. And then when I started talking, he, he freaks the fuck out because I'm talking normal. Well, you know, as normal as a fellow with an Irish accent can go. How's talking with an Irish accent called talking normal? I've literally just said that. All right. <laughs> I'll blame that on my Wi-Fi then. <laughs> you fucking uppity dickhead. <laughs> yeah, English. Uh, honestly, like, and it, was, it was literally like he, he only came over and he spoke to me and me and the missus at the time. And it was, you know, and it was genuinely a lovely interaction, which is weird because I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a person. But, you know, you can't hate him, can you? You've just reminded me of another comedian that's great at taking the piss out of himself. So somebody that doesn't like being around people, Jamie was saying about um, OCD, um, John Richardson. Yeah. Yes. John Richardson. The warrior. <laughs> the warrior. Like, like it's a... <laughs> the the ultimate warrior. He's a... Because there he's is a... Like, OCD... Oh, mate, you're he's it. made a total <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by O2 your Wi-Fi is fucking shit your internet is sponsored by Muslim contraception <laughs> in a hope to get better Wi-Fi let's give a give a pause for a second and let's just tell you how you could Join Project Comedy. Are you a veteran, or even still serving, and think you'd like to give stand-up comedy a go? Then why not join us in Project Comedy? Visit the Project Recce website, that's projectrecce.org, then click on how it works. You'll find a register here button in the Project Comedy section, Fill that in and the HQ staff will soon get you connected with the Project Comedy community and its weird and wonderful ambassadors. You'll be invited to our green rooms where if you want it, we can train you in the basics. If not, you can just come along and have a laugh with us and see what we're up to and what it gives us. Are there any other areas about yourselves that you're thinking about taking the piss of? Because I've just been starting to play with some stuff that um, I'm interested in playing with. Because it's looking at those things that where you're slightly different to other people. So uh, what I'm thinking about doing is um, talking about, you know, here I am. I'm of the age I am, fine and dandy. But actually, I grew up being adopted. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm, I was adopted at a very early age and it's made me a different kind of person because of it, because I've always known I'm adopted. So I think that could be a fun thing to muck about with. A true story, true story. Um, one of the reasons I couldn't date, I instantly got this obsession that if I was attracted to a girl, she had to be my sister. But <laughs> I was terrified. I was terrified. I was only attracted to women because they were biologically related to me. And growing up in the area that you grew up in, that was often Being in the West Country, mate. <laughs> I mean, that's self-deprecation in, in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Yeovil. I've seen the sights of Yeovil. Mate, I oh was born God. in Yeovil. I was wow. born in Yeovil. Of course I'm terrified. You see, were you being adopted? You... Were you born in Yeovil? I was born in Yeovil, yes. And, and to make matters worse, so oh. I ended up meeting... Or oh, were you just born in some weird place called Ville? Someone went, yo. <laughs> <laughs> to make matters worse, I've actually met members of my birth family, right? So, and I met them on the set of uh, the reboot of Surprise, Surprise. So, uh, Surprise, Surprise was by Cilla Black. Um, I ended up meeting my mother and my twin half sisters um, with Holly Willabooby. That was the highlight of the night. I got to hug. Hang on. Hang on, would it be on the set of Surprise Surprise? Was it now called Deny Deny? <laughs> <laughs> what the, do you want to know what the irony for me was? There were my twin sisters. They're both exceptionally good looking women. And they're going, fuck no, everything I was worried about is true. Both of my twin sisters are very, very good looking women. Well, not being funny, I did want to fuck you when I saw you. <laughs> you're, not, you're not made of wood, mate. Those eyes ain't painted on. I mean, come on. <laughs> Anything else you guys are thinking about playing with? Oh, mate, I could play with myself all day. Oh. <laughs> and that's a routine in itself, young man. <laughs> <laughs> My secondary school, I think. I was, thinking, I was I, actually I, thinking I went from. Um, I started out in a in a Catholic school and I went what you consider to be regular school. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't pigeonhole me in any in any particular school. So I grew up hating secondary school because I never knew where I fit in. <laughs> well, the, the Catholics would have tried to teach you that, but where they're teaching you to insert yourself is the wrong place. Yeah, the thing is with the Catholic school of teaching is that you can't fit in anywhere, but a lot of things can fit in you. What? <laughs> oh, man, I feel touched now. More touched than I did in the confessional box. <laughs> do, do you feel upset that you were the only student that wasn't touched up? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was the ugliest. I was the ugliest kid because I wasn't violated. <laughs> I come out there not needing fucking therapy. I'm fine. And therefore I'm ugly, which I now need therapy for. <laughs> I was I was actually thinking to myself today, because I was I was trying to write some material today. I went, oh, so what could be new? And I wanted to do something self-deprecating. And I thought, oh, how about a different take? How about 
I ripped the piss out of myself for being straight because nearly everybody on the circuit oh, I'm doing with aren't straight or um, cis or something like that. I actually think I could have some fun about, actually, do you know what? It's fucking complicated being a straight white male at the moment. I was and, and ripping the piss out of that. I was, I was actually going to go down the line of like how boring I am sexually. Yeah. Like, I, I am that boring. My idea of like pushing the boundaries is anal. Oh, oh! At the minute, so at, the, at the minute, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, I think, like everyone's idea, of, like getting dressed up. I think it just takes a lot of effort. <laughs> and I'm not being funny. Like, we've got the obviously, obviously, like the little jiggly gobshite. So she takes up a lot of shit. So. You know, you got the planning and everything like that. And it's, it just seems like a fucking tactical maneuver to actually have sex. So, <laughs> so the idea of involving other people, other shit, literally. Oh no, <laughs> no! It it just it just seems a lot of palaver, and I'm not being funny. I'd rather have a wank. <laughs> like Ocean's Eleven, it's it's like Ocean's Eleven, like the whole the whole film is going down the idea that we're going down this line, and all this shit's going to happen. It's going to be dead exciting. Yeah, nice one. I've had a wank. <laughs> I I had a wank twenty minutes ago, and 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 you're actually trying to get over on my ejaculate. Nice one. <laughs> the bit that disturbs me about that is we've been recording for 30 minutes mm. mate use it <laughs> how about how about um, our service lives is that something we can rip the piss out of oh, because you know, there's, there's the stereotypes about what each service is like, like let's, let, let, let's play with it from the extreme end of what each of the services thinks about each other and then look at it at what the public thinks of each service because we're far crueler to each other's service than we are than the general public are. all right all right come on then let's start with let's start with me let's start with the the one no, on no, no. The I'd, I'd, I'd quite i'd quite happily take a lead on this uh, me being the army you two are shit the public knows the army the navy and the air force are shit compared to the, the army <laughs> well, the air force came from the army so does that make us the shit of the shit no, no that, that makes, makes you our you, progeny that makes you the bastard child that dad wouldn't get rid of <laughs> yeah you, that makes you our ginger child. Oh, we, are ashamed, we are ashamed of you. We are ashamed of what you've become. <laughs> you're, you're the member of the family with a different surname. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're in the family, but you've got a different surname, so you're not quite the same. <laughs> and her birthday's April Fool's Day. What more do you need to say? Any service yeah. that was started on April the 1st that didn't realise it had to close down my midday, how the fuck are you allowed to exist? The fact that you both know that just bolsters my argument that the army are better. 
<laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to be controversial, but I have evidence that the British Army is the gayest of the three services. I mean, you can accuse the Navy, but when you brought out the new MTP and the new CS95, you came out with the gayest item of uniform ever created. Camouflaged shorts. What the <laughs> fuck do you need them for? I mean, right. I will personally back that up, right? Because <laughs> back in my day... You, you, you name me a combat situation on, where I, you need on, to be camouflaged on, from the on, knees up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Oh, all your fucking horses, high horse over right? <laughs> personally, back in my day... If you weren't willing to come up your ass and your dick, then you weren't getting them out. So, <laughs> I mean, what's coming next? Camo chaps. So, I I think nowadays we have gone very gay. Nowadays, nowadays. Um, I mean, hey, have you? Hang on. Have you hang met on, most of your maverick? Have you met I, most of your officers? Don't go. Don't go. Fucking. Nowadays, with me, like you're fucking, like you're, like you're immune to the gay pen, right? You have met, you have met the officers in the British Army. They all went to boarding school. Says the I officer mean, in were, the fucking navy. Shut the fuck up. At least I went to a comprehensive a C of E school and a polytechnic. I wasn't bumming hey, somebody. Hey, hey, hang on, I'll, I'll fucking <laughs> trump you there because I went to a fucking, I went to a private Catholic school. So shut the fuck up, right? No wonder you're so abused. <laughs> yeah, I'm just revisiting my abuse that I had on you. <laughs> I mean, what do your family say? You went to a boarding school and you didn't make officer. I mean, are you? No, no, I didn't, no hang on. I didn't say I went to a boarding school. I said I went to a private school. Oh. Right. So sorry, it was, it was sorry, a... upper, upper class. Right, and I also <laughs> went. Pigs and bulls. And also, I also went in because school. I had a scholarship place. Right, so I earned my fucking place there. Oh, I get it. So you were somebody's Batman. No, no, you, no. You... I I kicked fuck out of every pompous dickhead in there. <laughs> I bet you were the priest <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah, I was the I was the head altar boy. <laughs> I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one of the best gags I've heard about <laughs> the Navy. One, and I, I love this. And it's from my um, and from my Royal Marine mates. And they turn around and go, yeah, but the Royal Navy is nothing more than Uber for Royal Marines. And there's no way I can destroy the argument. It, it's fucking beautiful. I love that gag. The Royal Navy is Uber for Royal Marines. I fucking love it. See, one of my things is the fact that the Royal Navy came, like... It, it was just effectively like legitimate piracy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, proud of it as well. Like you know, at least the army like blew shit up and killed stuff. Well, no, the army it actually came from it. a load of came from a load of lords defending their own land. I mean, there is a reason why you're the British army, not the Royal Army. Um, you actually came from a bunch oh, of oh, wow. <laughs> Do you see how we threw that one in there? It's fucking yeah. true. It's true. Hey, man, I won't deny it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not Irish. I don't give a fine fuck either way. <laughs> <laughs> Flying fuck. I, I dragged the RAF in there. I remember when I, 
I remember when I was a lad and I was telling guys that I wanted to join the Navy. And back in those days, we had the old Ark Royal, not the Ark Royal before, you know, the last one, the three-deck cruiser, the proper old Ark Royal. And everybody was turning around to me, like, oh, so you're definitely gay, because did you know it had seven, you know, it's got seven gay bars on it? And I was trying to work out, how do you defend yourself from a public perception that everybody thinks that it's got gay bars on an aircraft carrier? <laughs> And it actually got eight. <laughs> got seven gay bars on the battleship. Nice. Do you know what? I wish there week. were. It'd be more fun at sea. I mean, you get better party nights at gay bars than you will do from a straight bar. What uh, what the standard stereotypes you get, Jamie? Oh, yeah. Well, you got obviously got the hotels. Yes. You've got the. Um, if the, if the listeners don't know, and we, we both know this, Gabe and I both know this, when the RAF deploy, they book out every five-star five star hotel in that theatre of conflict because there's no way you can go to war without a tease mate. Um, this is <laughs> what the Royal Air Force do. And, of course, all the pilots uh, haven't progressed any, any uh, further along since, since Biggles was flying. <laughs> who, who, the fuck, who the fuck is Biggles? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love having an Irishman in the room. <laughs> it's, uh, um, there were a series like of fucking books about, <laughs> no, it, was, it was a series of books about this um, fighter race of the First World War, and his name was Biggles, and and all of the other pilots had really bizarre names, didn't they? I can't remember what they. But it was all, tally-ho, let's go and blast out the Jerry's from the sky. The Red what, Baron's what, ready for us. What a shock that he's made a load of English books about a twat in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and you called him what? fucking Biggles. Biggles. Yeah. Bunch of dickheads. Have you seen the... Honestly. <laughs> have you, have, you know, I'm embarrassed you that the... you overtook my fucking country. I really am. <laughs> Can you imagine well, if you never Biggles on um, Island? Yeah, you wouldn't be fucking called Biggles for a star. You'd call something fucking cooler. Like Shawnee. Or, you know, with a fucking... Seamus uh, O'Shawnee. I mean, you know, something that could fucking rhyme at least. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Seamus, take down the Red Baron with that potato. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, if a potato couldn't take down the fucking red barn, like we'd have done a fucking ages ago. Shut up. Gabe, have you ever head. seen the Armstrong and Miller um, chav pilot thing? So you know you've got these two World War Two pilots, you know, chav, really chaving up. Chav pilot. Oh, yes. No. Have you not seen no. it? No. no. Oh, you it, it. it is great. Ah, uh, no, I'd be into that. I'd be it's wild, like um, it's like proper proper World War, World War Two sort of um, Battle of Britain. Battle of Britain. Um, uh, the whole um, like uh, in Blackadder, you know, they're going over the top. But top no, 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 they're even more extreme. Kind of yeah, yeah, even more extreme than that. But they're, oh, but they're trying to get out of war by being total chaps because. Uh, I can't find today. I can't find today because I've got orthopedic shoes, haven't I? And 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 I'm on the spectrum. 
and it, it's just joyous. <laughs> all they're taking modern concepts. That's the other. That's the other the side of life here. as well. Like, can you imagine if World War Two happened in nowadays? Like, ah, <laughs> oh, mate, fuck it, it wouldn't happen, would it? Oh, Jesus Christ! Like, ah, uh, come on, men over the top. Hey, I'm not a man. Right. <laughs> I, I clear. I clearly tick the box in the gender thing of like I'm fluid binary. <laughs> so I'm not a man today, and, and I'm my pronouns are they offended or them, and I'm not going over the top. Men over the top. Honestly, can you imagine if that happened today, though? Wouldn't happen, would it? It's just reminded me of one they did about the Navy. Not Armstrong and Miller, but um, it was the precursor to Brass Eye. Um, but they did these investigations. It's like a fake news show. And it was supposed to be about um, outrageous behaviour in the Royal Navy. And they interviewed this, um, this admiral going, so you wanted this man out of the Navy because he was gay. He went, oh, yes. Yes, he's horribly gay. Horribly, horribly gay. He, uh, he's as gay as a window. He, he, he's as gay as a gay bicycle. Gay as a window? And, <laughs> well, what's the problem with having gays in the Navy? Because, well, you see, you've got to realise, if, you, if you've got a gay man on a warship, um, they uh, deflect radar, they attract sharks, they nudge people when they're shooting. It's absolute genius. The, the absolute stereotypes they chuck out is beautiful, beautiful sketch. What gets you realise how much you sound like Boris Johnson there? Is a window? <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, every house in the UK is gay. Uh, uh, dear boy, I mean, he's he dangerously, dangerously gay as a bicycle. I mean, I just... It's the very British thing. You can use any word to describe being somebody gay or drunk, isn't it? It's sort of like, you know, oh, oh no, 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 no. He, he, he went out last night, had several beers, and he was totally gazeboed. He was absolutely <laughs> happy. Uh, oh, he was pepper mills. One of my favourite terms is, uh, let's get fucking wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> let's get trolleys. Let's get fucking wallpaper. Let's get absolutely fucking plastic. <laughs> you can use it for drunk or for gay. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. He's gay as a saucepan. I'm telling you, I mean, he's completely <laughs> and utterly draining tray. He is awful. <laughs> what, are the what are the army stereotypes then, gay? Oh, the army stereotypes is just, you know, we just walk everywhere and we stink, isn't it? I mean, it must be quite embarrassing being the eldest like agency that we have and you're the gayest going <laughs> off the navy. Oh, and, um, oh and, I take offense at your gay remark. It's only gay if you push back. And and equally, Jamie, you being the youngest and equally just as gay. And yet we're <laughs> surrounded and yet we're surrounded by men and we're not gay. <laughs> I, I do adore it makes, the it army. Honestly, it honestly makes me laugh because you turn around and say, "Oh yeah, I'm X forces," and everyone at the immediate reply is like, "Oh, you're in the army." Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, and it's, only, it's only because I've got a very good mate who's in the RAF, RAF regiment as well, by the way. Oh no, well, hang on. we'll come we'll come to them in a minute. So so the sheer fact that he was that gay that he wanted to be in the RAF but also in the army but didn't want to be in the army. Right. And every single time everyone says, like to, to both of us, like, oh you you're in the military, you're in the army. I instantly just look at him. <laughs> I was in the army. <laughs> At times it's fun, at times it's painful. It's like if we go back to oh, uh, Golf 2, Golf 2 coverage, you saw like um, a soldier died today in Iraq, Marine so and so died today, and you go, he's not a fucking soldier, he's a Royal Marine. Yeah, Can we yeah, get yeah. these sort of things right? That's when, it, that's when it crosses from being banter to being, you're just being a fucking twat now. Yeah, but no, you can be a dick about it. And each one of us, each one of us has. Um, a trade or a branch or a regiment that we love ripping the piss out of. I mean, for Gabe, you know, the Royal Military Police. I mean, hey, the I, way I could, you... I could, I could honestly rip the piss out of every single military regiment that there is. It's, it's, it, it's such an... It's so indoctrinated into everyone. Right, yeah, you know, like oh the the Giga boots. Um yeah. Uh oh, oh what's the 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 fact that um the artillery are cowards and all that sort of shit. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. Um the engineers for being wedgeheads. The <laughs> me for being, you know, Royal Engineers made easy and all does that effectively make us square heads because we are easier than wedges <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's one of the things I love about the army I swear the army are more rude about their other arms and corps than they are yeah. about the other services oh yeah thoroughly I mean we, we just associate you two with being gay <laughs> at least you know, we only have i mean don't get me wrong don't get me wrong the, the airborne side of us love you aria for kicking us out the fucking plane depending on how far down when you when you start off on when you start on the stick when you're jumping out the plane as a as a as a paratrooper and that, you know it's it's all quite nicely. It's like, oh, tap you on the shoulder or go and go. You know, four or five go by. All of a sudden, you're grabbing us and throwing us out the plane. And then it gets the last, <laughs> gets the last few. The comes sprinting at the end. He gets a fucking kick up his ass. It's not, it's Too not right. on me. It's not Too on right. me. I've got to be back in time for tea and medals. What? I know, exactly. <laughs> fucking halfway. <laughs> I, I don't think you're your off the hook. Hollandaise sauce, and there's with there's us with this choice of fucking brown sauce and ketchup. <laughs> I don't think you're off the hook, Jamie, because you've got some beautiful branches in 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 the Royal Air Force. I mean, number oh. one, the RAF regiment, the regiment, the very special yeah. RAF regiment, okay. and they're. And their five miler of death. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, you know, you know, that is arduous. It, 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 genu you know? 
it genuinely makes me laugh, right? You know, the fellow I said who was in the area of Richmond that I know is is quite vocal by. I don't know whether he pays attention to this podcast or not, but if he does, I am at. He um, when he joined up, he said he was going to join the uh, the paratroopers, right? So what, he was going he to, he was, through the wrong door. No, 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 no. He was going to join Pararreg, and someone from the RAF grabbed him and said, "Hey, do you know what's over here? It's basically Pararreg, <laughs> only with tea." Oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Tea and oh, turkeys. No. Honestly, he was like, oh, it's, it's basically pirate. Only in the area. And oh no! Like, oh, mate, if so, if someone said that to you, you'd be fucking fuming, wouldn't you? And he genuinely bless him. You know, he, he joined in thinking that he was doing pirate shit. Shit the bed. Just in the area. I, and you've also, Jamie, I. The only branch of any of the armed forces I've ever had a problem with, your snowdrops. Oh, the, RAF, the beautiful RAF, please. Yes. I Barrier up, barrier down, and let's arrest everybody, including ourselves. I mean, it's the greatest, <laughs> it's the greatest pinnacle in any snowdrops career to arrest somebody else in the RAF police. It's, it's, I've never seen something that turns on itself so much. <laughs> you just have to get an arrest. Is it like CSI? CSI. Oh, no, no. It, it could lead to promotion. I mean, they're a self-eating snake. If you can arrest a fellow RAF policeman, you're getting promoted. Yeah. It's it's a bizarre, bizarre place. But I can talk it, with it my makes me, It I makes mean, me laugh. Like me, um, your missus is like niece. She's a uh, She's out. She's after trying to join the, the, you know, the regular police, and she's there going in and saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm going into the police, and uh, I'm doing this." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, nice one, grass." <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to be a, you know, I want to be a dog handler in the police." I'm like, "Yeah, nice one. You're just a grass with a dog." <laughs> and I've, I've got to be honest about my own service because come on we've not done ourselves any favors because of history i mean up until very recently we had a branch a trade called seaman <laughs> yeah you were an able seaman you were a leading seaman a petty officer seaman i mean it didn't, it, it didn't that's not great in the public eye today no being a petty seaman I'm, oh, and of course, our police, we, did, we weren't allowed to have police for years. It was, I think it was 2010 we were allowed to reinstate them as why, Royal Navy why is, Police. They why, were did, why when you're allowed to have police for years? Because you're too busy stealing shit? Uh, no, it was Winston <laughs> Churchill. Winston Churchill and his, uh, his line of, yes, I know what naval, uh, naval discipline is. It's rum about buggery and the lash. And he removed <laughs> the warrant cards remove the warrant cards from our police um, but they're called master arms you know eventually oh, if you make the rank of so the jossman if they make the rank of uh, chief petty officer in the regulating branch they're referred to the master arms or master so-and-so i did serve with regulating petty officer bates 
and he got promoted to Master Arms Bates. So he did become Master Bates. <laughs> um, I did serve with did the he finest as a cabin boy. But the best one I ever had. So there's one. There was one rank above the warrant officer, Master Arms, and he had the best name for a Master Arms ever. Warrant officer, Master Arms, Tantrum. I mean, what a beautiful <laughs> name nice. for a beautiful. And he was the loveliest bloke on the planet. But, you know, it was Womar Tantrum. He was just a brilliant bloke. Do you know, do you know one, of, one of the best fellas that I ever worked under was in my, in my trade training, a guy called Major Payne. Major Payne. Oh, brilliant. I swear to God, honestly, was, Payne, Payne was P-A-I-N-E. Uh, oh, what a guy! There, there's honestly, honestly it was fucking amazing. Stunning. There's a there's what a, a beautiful one. Um, a guy who called himself, I believe he made it to commander, maybe even captain, but he called himself Christopher Robin. It was a bouquet moment. His name was Robin. Hmm. He was Commander Christopher Robin, but you had to pronounce it Robin. <laughs> he, <laughs> See the reason the reason why I only made it to Lance Corporal twice is because of the sheer fact that if I ever made it to Commodore, I'd be sixty-four. I would change, <laughs> I would legally change my name to sixty-four. <laughs> Here's one for 64. you. Right? Oh, thank you very much. Little fact for you. Right, there are only three ranks in the Royal Navy that you're supposed to put Royal Navy after. Do you know what they are? No idea. So, no. Well, two of them you'll get straight away because of the army reference. <clears throat> lieutenant. Yeah. So it's Lieutenant Royal Navy because a lieutenant yeah. is the same rank as a captain. British Army. Uh, captain yeah, yeah, yeah. Royal be. Navy. Because <laughs> captain Royal Navy is the same rank as a full colonel. British Army. And Commodore. But why do they put Royal Navy at the end of their name? Because they get confused with Commodores of Yacht Clubs. So that's our equivalent of a Brigadier. Wow. They put Royal Navy so they don't get confused with Commodores of Yacht Clubs. <laughs> wow. That's, if it comes to the point where you're, where you're that toffy. Are you a Commodore of the British Army? Oh, I'm just a Commodore of the fucking dickhead. Hey. Lionel Richie was in the Navy. He was a Commodore. No. Oh, no. Oh. No, Jamie. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost Mate, to pass I it. love that you did that. I love that you did that. <laughs> But oh. the army did it. The army did it. Why do you have major general before lieutenant general? Because a major is more important than a lieutenant. And it's I because it was. Know. Why are you asking me? Because it was sergeant major general. And then they suddenly decided, I don't want to be referred to as the lower ranks. So they got rid of sergeant. Ah. Well, more to the point, why, why did you ask me the question when you were in the fucking answer? Jesus Just pointing out, Christ. you've done exactly the same thing. You're not better than us, you scumbags. I'm a, I'm a fucking, I'm a 
Lance Corporal, nobody. Jesus Christ, fucking shut up. <laughs> God. If anyone can tell this from I'm... the audience, by the way, Jesus Christ can tell who's the important people who is not the important people. You might. Have... <laughs> you know what I mean? And here we've oh. gone. Here we've gone from being self-deprecating to who can I insult now? Maybe this is how our, our, our comedy routines work out. We start off insulting ourselves and going, right, I'm going to insult these two fuckers in the room with me. <laughs> hey, I, I, mate, I can, I can fucking insult anyone. So let, let's, let's recap, recap on it then. So self-deprecating humour, is it worthwhile to do? Is it something you should have in your bag as a new comedian? I'd say yes, definitely. I don't, I don't know whether you, you, need to, you need to have it in your arsenal as like a new comedian but i think especially when it comes to the realms of like heckling i think it's definitely a good idea to yeah do it because i was just gonna say that just know, to purely stave off hecklers yeah yeah i mean if you if you're going down the lines of you know you're doing your your routine and someone turns around to me and says yeah, you're a ball tight. And it's like, yeah, nice one. Your mum slapped me on the head fucking five times when I was looking around. <laughs> this, is, this is the reason I, I, why I I'm had this, You know. I had, this with a, I had this with a heckler a couple of months back. And, you know, I start myself off with the PTSD and the dog and blah, blah, blah. And he started heckling me and I just turned on him. It was sort of like, um, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd done this gag about, you know, um, yeah, I know I'm not a catch. Uh, the only way I'm going to be described as a catch is accompanied by the words chlamydia and syphilis. And he turned around to me and went, oh, yeah, there's no way you could cut that. You could never get a bird in your life. And I just turned on him. And it's, it's much like you, mate, isn't it? AIDS. You don't want to catch that again. <laughs> and he just stared at me. I went, mate, I started my set with... I've got PTSD and I'm an ex-serviceman. Did you not think I was going to turn on you if you have a go at me? He zipped up straight away because I had started off by having a go at myself. It enabled me the flexibility in the room to have a go at other people in the room if they were intruding on me. Yeah. I think It's also a great way to connect with people, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. It's a good way to connect with people. Putting yourself down first and... You know, people go, oh, you're not ugly. It's like, oh, yeah, nice one. You're not going to shag me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then turning around for, um, you know, our target audience, if it were, because um, we're, we're mainly aimed at veterans, but we're there for anybody that's interested in comedy. Is it worthwhile playing around with the military stereotypes both self-deprecating and you know insulting the other services and what have you. I think I think it's worth um, dump, dumping into the military stereotypes, even if you aren't um, military. You know, like dive dive in there, and I think you know it, it's it's well, it, you know, so it's a well of you know. A source that you, it's it's not really well thought out. I suppose most people haven't done our jobs, have they? And we're I actually mean, making I mean, it more real. Don't get me wrong. Over, over the way that I enunciated that, it, it really did bolster the fact that army are thick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have Gabriel Murphy living up to every stereotype of the British army. 
that they need five hands yeah. to count how many how many's in a dozen. <laughs> oh, geez, that was really bad, wasn't it? <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> I, I've got to tell you, I'm, more way, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely more intelligent. I, I just had a really bad brain fart. Let's put it this way, Gabe. I don't think the British Army are going to be asking if they could download that particular quote as a recruiting advert. <laughs> join, join the army. Join I'll teach you how to speak like. I'll speak like. I can, no. I've been in the army for these number of years, and I can speak like this now. <laughs> when, when your army recruitment sounds like Hodor. 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 Just. Just make people go into the infantry. <laughs> Hopefully that's given you a few ideas of what you can actually play with self-deprecating, self-deprecating and taking the piss out of your service life. Um, I've got to thank my two co-hosts here, uh, Gabe and Jamie, as always, an absolute freaking delight, boys. And um, we'll finish up. And we'll finish up the way we always do. We'll give you a couple of social links, tell you what we're up to and how to follow us on social media. Cheers, guys. Cheers. If you want to see what we're actually like on stage, please have a look at our YouTube channel. Search for Project Comedy, Veterans Doing Stand-Up, and look for our black and white logo that's exactly the same as the one we use for this podcast. You can also now follow us on Twitter. We can be found at Proj Comedy. That's at P-R-O-J Comedy. I'm E.J. Saunders. I can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter if you look for Comic J Saunders. That's all one word with the letter J in the middle. Comic J Saunders. Thanks again to everyone that's taken part in this episode. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Project Comedy Podcast. Please support our veterans as they continue their comedy journeys. To find out more, including gigs our veterans are doing, please search for the Project Comedy group on Facebook, where you'll also find links to Project Recce, the veterans charity that makes Project Comedy possible.